Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The following is a presentation of AOW Productions. This program contains adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily stand or reflect those of this station or its management. Introducing Chris Master, Mr. Freeze, and Bad Billy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Outlaw Radio for Seiko de Mayo 2018. I'm your host, Bad Billy. Mr. Freeze had family obligations, but I do believe I found a very, very, very suitable substitute. <laughs> and I think I'll let him introduce himself, or does he need an introduction? You can give me an introduction if you want. <laughs> <laughs> How about the guy, the one member of Outlaw Radio who still hasn't lost his virginity and is still pure? Uh oh. Well, I guess, I guess, I guess that would work. Yes, I'm pure in that way, but I'm mean and savagey in many other ways. <laughs> but anyways, I'm happy to be back here with you guys. Three originals. Yes. The band is back together again. Yes. May the fourth be with you. Hey, Cinco hey, and Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. And so, I'm back as well to after about, what, two or three weeks? After, yeah, a couple of uh, couple of weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good to be back. And what a way to come back. You know, we got the mad dog, Derek Stark. We got the sexy young young in here. And we got the old the old fart. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what they you know what they say? The older what? the older the bull, stiffer the horn. Well, with that, well, we all know that Viagra can cure anything. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Inappropriate. Uh, that was that was very appropriate. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, we got a good interview coming up for you. Going to be talking with, uh, God help me, I'm probably going to butcher his name, but I guess he'll help me properly pronounce it uh, when he's on the air with us. Tim Dio, Dionafrio, he's the drummer of a band called A Life to Live out of Chicago. Now, we're only going to play one song by them because, well, that's all that's available. But the song is an awesome, awesome tribute to Chester Bennington of uh, Lincoln Park. So what do you say we get this started, shall we? That's right. All Let's right. do it. So here is One More Light by A Life to Live. We'll be back after this. And we go a little something like this. Hit it. And now, from a rented basement, because Bad Billy's mom threw him out, it's Outlaw Radio. Should have stayed where the signs I ignored. Can I help you not to hurt anymore? We saw brilliance when the world was asleep. There must be But can't keep If they say Who cares if one more light Goes out In the sky of familiar stars And it flickers 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 Who cares if someone's time runs if a moment is all we are, if we're quicker, 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 who cares if one more light goes out? Well, I do. Flickers, 
Rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning after sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Because there are some people out there who need practical advice. And yes, I'm talking about you. Wisdom beyond value from the desk of Mr. Holland. Ladies, when a guy says, I'm fine, what he's really trying to say is that he's fine. Mr. Holland, Mr. Holland, over here, over here. Ma'am, ma'am, please keep it in your pants. When I was younger, I was told to hold my tongue. I was told if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. But now I'm older, and I see that we live in a world where nice just won't cut it. So instead, I speak my mind. Speak out against injustice. Freedom of speech, it's your first amendment. Protect it. This message was brought to you by the NAE Education Foundation and the Broadcast Education Association. If you love country music, play something country. Oh, there's lots of it and more on Cranked Cranked Up Up Country Country. with Curtis McKinney and Brad Hennington. You may remember them from Cranked Up Live. Cranked Up Country is three hours of the best country music on the planet combined with real personalities and fun. Listen for the Cranked Up Country hick picks and artist picks. Call Brad and Curtis with your song requests. And hey, you may even expand your vocabulary. Airhead, bird brain, bonehead, <laughs> chowderhead, <laughs> clodhopper. Clodhopper. Seriously? <laughs> For broadcast times and stations, visit Cranked Up Country on the web at crankedupcountryradio.com. Like Cranked Up Country on Facebook at facebook.com slash crankedupcountryradio. Follow Cranked Up Country on Twitter at Cranked Up Live. Cranked Up Country. Road hard and put up wet. Hey, I'm Nick, and you're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we say what the fuckity fuck we want. No exceptions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as I have to fix this microphone here, it's time for me to get a new one. Anyway, you just heard One More Light by A Life to Live, and it is my 
pleasure to welcome Tim to the show. Tim, how you doing, buddy? Billy, how you doing, man? I'm good. Doing well, doing well. Now, I was I didn't say your last name because uh, I'm afraid I was uh, about to butcher it. But how is it properly pronounced? <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't have been the first. Um, if you say it the proper Italian way, it's D'Onofrio. If you say it the way I try to make it easy for everybody, it's D'Onofrio. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Whichever one, whichever one sticks, you can use that one. Gotcha, gotcha. So, Tim, uh, for those uh, who aren't familiar with the life to live, and probably a lot of them because uh, you guys are just getting started, uh, why don't you give the listeners a little bit of background about the band? Yeah, we uh, we kind of just fell into creating this band. Um, the, so Brandon, Chris, and I are from a previous band called From Ashes to New, and we all uh, went our separate ways with them. And that was a, that was the end of 2016, and we decided, you know, at the time we were like, man, we're done with with music and stuff. And then as time went on, we just stayed in touch, and it was just kind of like, man got that itch back so we decided screw it let's get together and uh start writing some music yes yes and uh the song we just heard obviously that's a uh, huge huge tribute to chester bennington i mean obviously uh, he's got to be the inspiration but is there more on this song you'd like to sh- shed some light on well it was it was a tribute to chester in that you know, we were all very influenced by Lincoln Park, uh, you know, from the time we started getting into music. And, um, you know, it was just really upsetting about what happened with him and and Chris Cornell. And uh, it was just seemed like a suiting song uh, to pay tribute to him. And uh, we did that back in the beginning of February. We tracked it. We were in the studio in Orlando. And uh, we didn't really have any plans to do it. It was just kind of we were in the studio, thought about it, wrote it that day, recorded it that day, and been sitting on it for a while, you know, waiting for the right time to do it, and um, or release it, rather. And, uh, yeah, man, that's all there is to it. We just kind of wanted to pay tribute. Uh, there's also, you know, a, a tribute to Chris Cornell, too, because he's a huge influence on all of us as well. So it was uh, a statement we kind of wanted to make, Chris, the singer, uh, he's battled with depression uh, most of his adult life, and he was, you know, felt very personally close to the topic of, you know, the, the song and just how everything went down with Chris and, and Chester, so uh, we decided to do a tribute. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, and, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, that just, Almost a year ago, I think it was for Chester, and just a little over a year ago, it was for uh, Chris Cornell. But, yeah, it was um, like right in the middle, I think, if you uh, yeah between the two. Yes, yes. Um, so over, overall, I, I look back on that too, and considering uh, both both of these untimely deaths both happened in exactly the same way. Right. Yeah. It's very, yeah, very unfortunate, you know, very, very big talents. And, you know, we didn't obviously didn't know them personally, but uh, whatever, 
you know, I watched a lot of interviews, especially of Chester, and just seemed like the just incredibly happy dude and very all, all smiles all the time. So it was just even that much more, more of a shock when it happened. So, um, yeah, it just hit home, you know, for uh, especially for Chris. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a sad time, man. And uh, we don't want to harp on it or anything. You know, we, we trying to make uh, just do a tribute and um, you'd like you'd like to think that you can try and make the best out of a bad situation and just bring some attention to the mental mental health awareness and uh, you know do what you can to help you know and I've heard many of people say too that uh, um, mental disabilities are bullshit that they don't exist I very much uh, disagree with that. Me having my own le- learning disabilities. Of course, our uh, co-host Chris here has ad- admitted that uh, he is autistic. And so mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot more awareness needs to be brought to this for sure. And, and a song like that really helps. Yeah, that's, that's the, that was the goal, man. I mean, it was the pay tribute. And um, we haven't really had a chance to um, get it up on iTunes or Spotify yet. Uh, it's in the works. Um, but when we do any profits that would come from it are going to be donated to mental health awareness charities. And, um, you know, like I said, Chris is very passionate about this topic just because he's, you know, lived with it for most of his life. So it just seemed like a good opportunity to, uh, to help other people out who might be in a similar situation where they don't know where to go. And that is awesome. That is awesome. Now, how long did it uh, take you guys to to write that song and get it put together and get it recorded? Uh, total two three hours. <laughs> really, so, that fast? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we went in. We were in the studio already doing working on uh, original material, which we're still working on. You know, for you know, we haven't decided if we're going to be doing an EP or an LP. Uh, but while we were in there working on material, we were just having discussions and like, it just kind of over a couple beers, it kind of just came to like, Hey, we could do this right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like we all knew the song. We all knew it very well. Um, obviously big Lincoln park fans. And, uh, it just, it just came together. We sat down, uh, we had a buddy of ours, actually the owner of the studio just sat down and, uh, wrote the piano parts him and Chris kind of went at it for about an hour or two a couple takes later it was it was done all right and uh i remember i think it was 2001 i got uh hybrid theory and i i think i really liked that cd back back in the day and uh i th- i think i wore it the hell out uh had to, <laughs> had to go get a get a replacement because i i did i did play it a lot back then too absolutely yes uh derek any questions um you said that that lincoln park influenced you because they're such a great band and and to be honest when i was going to school i had a lot of friends that listened to lincoln park and i listened to them too along with along with chris cornell who else Mm -hmm. influenced the band besides Chris Cornell and Lincoln Park? Well, um, man, we've been listening to music for so long. It's like, <laughs> you know, we're not, you know, we're not 20 years old. So we have like 
combined 30 years of musical influence has kind of just been amalgamating or amalgamation rather of, of influences. So, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Chris and Brandon, um, but for myself as of late, I've been really into uh, 30 seconds to Mars. I'm a huge 30 seconds to Mars fan. Um, I loved the most recent Papa Roach record. Uh, falling in reverse record these kind of these you know paris all these bigger more anthemic um sounding uh rock bands but also on the opposite end i really kind of just fell into being a big periphery fan i know they're kind of more underground and very technical but i'm very big fan of their singer and some of the melodies and hooks they come up with so um for newer stuff that's it i mean for me as a an original, you know, influences like Corn, and I started playing drums because of Joey from Slipknot, you know, Seven Dust, Mudjane, all that stuff from back then was what got me started on music. Nice, nice. I like that. You know, a lot of the music that you said I listened to when I was going through school, I graduated in 2006, and Billy, uh, I actually have a learning disability, too. It's... I, 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 a low case of ADD, they say, but I, I'm, I'm more of a hands-on kind of guy instead of learning from a book. Billy knows sure. about this, too. You know, it's just... The way, the, the way that when I was singing in school, that actually helped out, too, because it was all hands-on. That's how... That's why I enjoyed it so much, too. So, sure. just like you guys do. Absolutely. Now... How old were you the first time uh, you heard a song or you looked at a drum set or or an, any instrument, a guitar, whatever it may be, and you decided, this is something I want to do? <laughs> well, my old man played drums his whole life. Well, not his whole life, but my whole life he was playing drums. And he actually, there was there was a drum kit in my house since before I was born. And I honestly had no... It wasn't until I was, I think I started playing until I was 15. So um, I wanted to play guitar. I wanted to play bass. I just wanted to do something different than from, you know, from what my old man was doing. And I didn't realize how good, you know, how, how good I had it to have a drum set just sitting around. But um, I had a my best friend at the time, or still is my best friend. He played guitar. He had gotten a guitar for Christmas. And he's like, you need to start playing drums so we can start a band. And I was like, eh, eh, I don't know. And then I heard... Uh, Slipknot, Eyeless, and I was like, oh my god, I need to be able to do that. That That's amazing. So that's kind of what got me started. So I was 15 when I first picked up the drums. Now, I want to I ask you a question I've asked uh, quite a few artists in the past here, because uh, you're based out of the Midwest, and by the way, I think Slipknot was the one who put the Midwest on the map. <laughs> it could be argued for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. But, um, you know, when I started this show, I was living in Ohio, and uh, I don't miss the weather out there. Uh, that that was miserable. I mean, Derek's an Eskimo. He can keep it if he wants. And I will <laughs> keep it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I do miss, especially about Ohio, is the uh, local music scene out there, because I really wasn't that far from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And the local music scene out there is so rich, you know, and 
the the talent is an is an endless pool out there. I think anyway. What do you think it is about the Midwest from uh, Ohio to Iowa, uh, going east into Pennsylvania and all that? That why the local music scene is so big. Well, uh, well, honestly, I'm new to the Midwest area. Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania, at least you know musically speaking. But like you said, it kind of spans from the Midwest over to uh, PA. But honestly, I think it's um, there's not a whole lot to do, <laughs> you know. And uh, when you're a teenager and uh, you hear this music and it makes you uh, it's, you're very passionate about it, it makes you want to do it, it makes you want to get out there and do it yourself. Um, and you know, it's just uh, you got your friends and you got music, so it just kind of makes sense for it to just come together and do it and do that together. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard Absolutely. to get into trouble. It's kind of hard to get into trouble uh, when you're when you're. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Actually, I wouldn't say that. It's pretty easy to get in trouble wherever you're at. But uh, <laughs> you know, playing music and getting in trouble together just kind of goes hand in hand. So I feel like it's just yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, it also depends on what you're wrapped up into, but. Uh, but yeah, um, on your days off when you're not working out there, and uh, there's probably about a, a bare minimum of two feet of snow. What else is there to do? Oh my the god! Is, I know. Yeah, because I lived I lived right off of Lake Erie, and <laughs> and oh the, the snow the snowstorms out there. Oh my god! And the the roads closed out. And yeah, what else oh, yeah. is there to do? Negative forty degree temperatures. <laughs> Coming in from the lake. Yeah, yeah, I dealt with that too. Yep. A lot of it's, times. It's, it's real, dude. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, Derek, always known for the stumpers, go ahead and throw one at him. Oh, my God, dude. I haven't done that in so long. All right. All right, now, say. You guys are recording an album, and you get a chance to record with anybody, past or present. Who would it be, and why? Oh, from, man. From, from any genre, too. Any genre you want. Oh, my God. That's a loaded question. No, is it just like, you got to give me some direction on this one. Is it like... Is it, a singer, guitar, like, can I do a singer, guitar player, bassist, drummer situation? And swap them out. Uh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just do uh, anybody past or present, genre. You can do singer, bass player, drummer, whoever you want. Whoever you want to fit the bill. Well, okay. Um, I got to say dime bag for a guitar player, for sure. Um, uh, the Paul from Slipknot on bass, Paul Gray, um, Jimmy the Rev Sullivan on drums. I would definitely easily take a back seat to let him <laughs> come in and lay down some tracks and vocals. I mean, is it too cliche to say Chester on this one? Should I pick somebody else? No, I think that's a very good choice. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't know if I'd get, get Doc's points because it was too easy since we just did a tribute to him. 
No, 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 no <laughs> docking of points, just whoever you want. But Dimebag, I'd actually, um, uh, God, uh, who was that guitarist from Black Label Society? Zach Wild. Oh, Zach Wild. Zach Wild. I'd like to see Zach Wild and Dimebag do a song together. That'd be that'd be insane, dude. Or at mm-hmm. least at least uh, within a song there to where there's a uh, there's dual guitar solos. That would right. be insane. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that we have a kind of a super group right there, the names I just listed off. I'd like to hear hear that band come together. Yes, yes, that that would be awesome. That that would be awesome. Now, um, what would you say are, are some of your favorite songs to cover? Man, you know, I kind of made my bones before I ever really did anything with bands uh, by playing Avenged Sevenfold drum covers and putting them on YouTube. So um, I'm going to Avenge Sevenfold for me because that the Rev was just like, he wasn't the most technical drummer of all time. There's definitely guys out there that could, you know, do more in the technical field. But like just what he decided to play was just perfect every single time. And he always did really fun things like backcountry is such a good example of just what a creative approach he had. I have a whole city of evil records, like probably my favorite record of all time. But um, yeah, I, I got to say, event sevenfold. That's I think that's an easy one. Oh yeah, event seven. I remember when I first heard of them. I think and uh, yeah, backcountry. I think was the very first song of theirs that I ever heard. And I'm, I'm thinking this isn't too bad. And then after a while, though, when it was popular, it got overplayed. I think, but still a good <laughs> song. It just got a little overplayed at the time. I think uh, I, I'm the reverse of that. When I first heard it, I was so deep into like, you know, heavy music like Slipknot, and uh, like I said, like Mudvayne. I was into like if it wasn't screaming, it wasn't metal. And I saw the video for Backcountry, and I was like, oh, this is pop metal. This is bullshit. These guys are posers, and I was all like, poo-pooing it, and. Uh, then I wound up playing Guitar Hero 2 and they had Beast and the Harlot on it. And I was like, between, I could, like, the only three metal songs they had on it were like Beast and the Harlot, uh, All That Remains, and Lamb of God, I think. So I was like, all right, I'll play the Avenged Sevenfold song. And I played it, you know, I'd use it. And I was like, oh my God, this is actually pretty sweet. And then I went and listened to the record. And I, I once I listened to the City of the Old record, I was like, okay, I'm sold. This is like the greatest fucking, you know, metal band in current or modern history. So. That's how it came about for me. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> now, do you find uh, influence in other genres? Uh, do you find influence in country or hip-hop or any of that as well? Um, you know, there's very sele- I'm very selective when it comes to country and hip-hop specifically. Uh, I, there's a lot of country I can't do. You know, it just kind of all sounds the same and talking about pickup trucks and beer and like once you heard one, you've heard a lot of them. So yeah, there's a there's a couple country bands or songs that I can get into. Like uh, my buddy works for Florida Georgia Line, and I went and saw him. I was like, okay, these guys are uh, I can get into this. They're good. And uh, you know, I'm more into old school hip hop, um, but the newer stuff I like. Post Malone, I like what he's doing. I like Yellow Wolf. 
like MGK. But, you know, lately I've kind of just been listening to, like, ambient, more kind of, like, chill step kind of stuff. And I'd like to maybe incorporate that into what we're doing for just to break it up a little bit instead of doing, you know, typical clean guitar kind of approach. Gotcha. Now, um, how how far uh, have you had the uh, opportunity to uh, venture out and play? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you're from, you said you're from uh, Pennsylvania and now you're in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how, how far out have you had the opportunity to travel to go play? Well, in uh, our previous band, we played Japan, Germany, England. Um, I mean, we got to go all the way. I mean, we traveled the entire United States and toured Canada with Five Finger Death Punch and Papa Roach. And 6 a.m., we did the States with Five Finger Death Punch and Papa Roach in, in this moment. Um, so we got to see a lot of stuff, man. It was definitely very cool. All right, so you've had that opportunity to go abroad, but if there's one place that you haven't played yet that is your absolute dream stage, where is that? Well, I don't know if they got any festivals over in Italy, but I really was—I really wanted to go over to Italy, and uh, you know, I'm I'm half Italian, so uh, kind of like we were so close when we were over in Europe, but not close enough, and <laughs> didn't have enough free time to get over there. So it's close, but not close, not quite there. Now, how, how does this sound to you then? If they, they have a festival in Rome where they, they set up a stage right in the center of the Coliseum. How about that? <laughs> All right. You twisted my arm. All right. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so I'm, I'm down. <laughs> Derek, any questions? Um, you said that you got to see Florida Georgia Line, which, of course, me personally, for my taste in country music, it's more older stuff from the 50s to the 80s. I'm not going to bore you with who I normally listen to, but Billy pretty much, Billy and Chris pretty much know because that's all I play on my show. Anyways, um, what was it about Florida, Florida Georgia Line that got you, was like, you know what, I can actually dig this. Um, I thought they put on a good show. I mean, they did a lot of cool stuff with their stage props. They uh, they seemed like mm. genuine good dudes. They like brought their wives on stage and kind of sang a song to them. And you know, they're they're like faithful to their to their or their wives and stuff like that. And uh, you know, honestly, dude, you'd be hard pressed to find better hooks in music in general than you know at least a handful of Florida Georgia Line. Because I'm not. Like I said, I'm not big into the country thing, especially pop country, but they're the exception. And I'm also with you. Like, I can get into some old uh, country. I mean, I don't know if you consider Johnny Cash country or not. I I don't know if I do, but I love some. I love me some Johnny Cash. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. the older the recording with, if it's an old like a, if it was recorded in a, in a room with a single microphone and there's a banjo in it, you know, <laughs> I'm probably into it. You know, you know. Actually, um, for my my side of the family, uh, my mom and dad they love listening to country. They used to have, we used to have eight tracks of Johnny Cash in, and him and Elvis, you know, used to be rockabilly. And then, but all the stuff he did, I thought was country. I actually sang Johnny Cash in front of the school too, and I mean, just singing it, and 
you know, it's like, this is amazing. You know, you're actually singing it to the crowd. You're genuine about it, and you get them behind you. You can have a hell of a show, seriously. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, so, I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> you know, it's like, too, Johnny Cash is that godfather that many people of all ki- different kinds of genres look up to because, you know, Johnny Cash just had that uh, I don't give a fuck attitude. I'm going to go out there, I'm going to do what I do, and I'm going to do it my way. And and he did it, and that's I think that's one of the things he's best known for. And, uh, you know, hip-hop artists uh, look up to him. Uh, some even I think uh, even the lead singer of Cannibal Corpse uh, even looks up to Johnny Cash. So, you know, he, he, he's he's like that he's like that Godfather that everybody looks up to. Yeah, he bridges mm-hmm. all the gaps. Yes. Yep, and the fact that he that he spans so many different genres. I mean, Bob Dylan listened to him. Everybody in classic country loved him. Elvis Presley loved him. You too. He did a couple songs with U2. I remember Bono, and it's it, it it's just amazing how how one guy with just a guitar was singing about Folsom Prison Blues. All these years later, you look back, and it's like you know what he was playing simple simple songs about simple life like Merle Haggard does, and he's idolized by so many people because he was honest about it, and he was like, you know what, this is me. Take it or leave it. I don't care which. You That's know, what I love about him. Exactly. And to to kind of make a kind of bullet point on bridging the gaps, I mean, even when he was at the end of his road there and he made that last album, he covered Nine Inch Nails. You know, like he mm-hmm. covered Nine Inch Nails. That's awesome. I think he, he even did a he even did Rusty Cage by Soundgarden, I think, at one point too, didn't he? I, I believe I think so, yeah. And then I mean, uh, awesome. you know, and and then Glenn Danzig too also also wrote song wrote a song for him. Yep. Had, had no problem singing it and it sounded great. I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yes. All right. So, Tim, one of my favorite questions is: uh, in all your uh, years of playing, it doesn't matter if it's a very large stadium like uh, Madison Square Garden or some shithole bar out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, that holds about 25 people, what would you say is the craziest thing you've witnessed while performing on stage? While performing on stage? Wow. Man, I'm going to have to think about that one for a second. I'm going to go through the archives. Because um, <laughs> I've, I've heard some crazy stories. So. <laughs> well, maybe... Uh, Tell me some one of the crazier ones you've heard. Maybe it'll jog my memory because I I don't know if I've seen too much while because when I'm playing I'm like in the zone. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of back well, there in the world, so I don't really see too much. I see the asses of the lead singers. That's about it. Well, um, of course uh, I've I've heard about uh, fights breaking out. Um, I think the the wildest two were uh, two musicians I had out of South Africa here on the show. One of them said that uh, the stage collapsed right from under their feet and somehow they managed to keep playing. The other one said the, the whole place cleared out only to go outside to find everybody fornicating in a in a big group orgy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I don't have anything close to compare with that. Um, <laughs> one time we were playing a gig and 
it was like somewhere in the Midwest. I want to say it was somewhere in the Midwest. It was like a volleyball place that they convert into a into a venue, and it's like they set up a stage, and uh, we broke the stage while we were playing it. It didn't like collapse or anything like that, but it was definitely like tilted down to the one side, and that that's pretty tame compared to people fucking and you know getting into fights. Yeah. You know, uh, just about a month ago too, I was at a I was at a Royal Bliss concert in Jerome, Idaho. Great show they put on. The place was packed, and some drunk dude started a fight right in the middle right in the middle of the floor there. And and at this club, I mean, they don't even allow moshing, so you know they're not obviously not going to allow that. And uh, they just right at the end of the song they they said we're not going to play another song until this fucking situation gets resolved. Mhm. Yep. Well, I I was actually uh living in Vegas for a while and uh I went and saw Tenacious D of all bands and it was at the House of Blues and about halfway through the set somebody got stabbed at a Tenacious D show. And they had to cut the set early, like cut the set short. They had to shut down the whole show. Yeah, that's yeah, that's bad. That's bad. But I mean, like, it's a comedy. <laughs> it's like a comedy rock yeah. group. Who the hell's getting stabbed at a Tenacious yeah. D show? Now, to, you know, un- unfortunate for me too, because I too lived in Vegas for five years, and I that that's a place I really miss because a lot was happening, but. Economically, it's kind of tough to live out there. Oh yeah, but I love I love it, Miss Vegas, very very much too. But I'm with you on that. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately, uh, two two friends of mine were at the uh, Mandalay Bay uh, a few months back, and uh, one of them one of them uh, suffered uh, maybe just a mere flesh wound around the shoulder, but the other one lost his lost his leg because uh, he was shot right in the kneecap area. Oh, my God. That's uh, awful. Yeah, that, it, it is. I'm sorry to hear that. It's, it's, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. To, uh, I, I have one more question, but before I ask it, uh, Derek, you got any further questions? Um, one question. You have some teenagers coming up to you guys asking for some advice on how to get into the music business, start a band, all that stuff. What advice could you give them? Well, damn it, well, Eric. That was my question. Oh, sorry about that, Billy. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, you know, nowadays you have to, you have to be able to do everything yourself. You can't really depend on, your label to do anything for you. You can't depend on, hopefully you can get, you know, a manager that's, that's good at helping uh, get things done, but you got to be savvy in social media. You got to be savvy in business. So you know, not how to get, how to, to not get screwed on any contracts you have to sign. You have to be savvy in marketing, you know, even outside of social media to get your name out there. And um, you really need to create, a, a bond with your fans so that, uh, you know, the way with music is now, man, it's like you can go anywhere. I mean, you can get anything, anywhere, anytime, and people's attention spans are short on top of it. So you have to give them uh, a reason 
to want to support you because if you're a dick and you just ignore them and you take them for granted, then you too will be taken for granted and ignored. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's that's a long conversation. It's hard to summarize it in uh, <laughs> you know one answer because I could talk I I could go on for an hour or so about all the different things you got to do and be on top of in order to kind of pro- it's all about who you know too man you got to make connections it's all about making oh connections. oh yes and uh well speaking of speaking of that too you say it's all about who you know um i just got got a got a message from uh, shauna o'donnell on facebook asking how the interview is going i want to give her a big shout out oh, for uh, helping yeah she she helped put this together and uh she by the way she says hello <laughs> hi shauna <laughs> yeah, Shauna's awesome. Yeah, yes, she's amazing. She is. She's very, yes. very good at what she does, and she's very uh, generous. So, we thank her. Uh, speaking of people, you know, knowing people, there you have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been I've been talking to her for the past year, ever since I I went to uh, Rock in the Spring in Vegas about a year ago, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I, I I had the opportunity to meet her while I was there, and uh, ever since then, uh, I've been working with her a lot. You know, whether I ask if she can uh, fill the gap for me, uh, if I need somebody for the show, or if uh, she says, can you set aside some time for this person? And I have no problem doing it every time she asks. Absolutely. Yes. She, she's one of those, she's one of the good ones. She's a wizard. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, Tim. I want to go ahead. Uh, we're we're about to hit a music set here, but before we do, I want to give you this opportunity to give yourself a plug. Tell the listeners uh, where they can find a life to live. Even though I know there's only one song out there, but uh, hey, there's more coming. Oh yeah, we got more coming uh, before the end of the year. You know, we just want to make sure we're putting out a quality product and we're not rushing because we're not in a hurry you know we don't have we don't have anybody to answer to right now we don't have any labels we don't have any managers we're just doing our thing so um right now you can come and find us on uh any of the social medias uh facebook it's uh, a life to live official um instagram is the same twitter is the same or i'm sorry twitter is a, a life to live band those are our handles, but uh, and YouTube also is a, just uh, our page is a life to live, and we have the video up there and on Facebook, and we got a little teaser on on Instagram to come check it out. But uh, yeah, you come if you like if you dig the sound of the cover, uh, we'll be putting out more stuff later this year. It's not going to be, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that it's too representative of the material we're going to be putting out just because it was a cover and tribute to Chester, but we'll be coming out with something soon here give people a taste of what's going on. Absolutely. Well, I got to keep me in the loop too. And I'm pretty sure Shauna will. She always keeps me in the loop of what's going on. Definitely. Um, when, when that comes out, you know, I got to get my hands on it. And Absolutely. Got fe- to feature more of your music here on this show. I want to thank you very much for your time here on Outlaw Radio. And I want to wish you the very best of luck in your future endeavors. I appreciate your time, man. I I had a good time here, and I look forward to talking to you again. Appreciate you spending the song. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to hit 
our uh, music set. What do we got coming up? Uh, we have um, we have Shana G going to be followed by the Broken Thumbs, G3 Rap, Six Gun Quota, and Anton Myberg coming up. Once again, thank you very much, and take care. All right, you too, man. All right. So we're going to hit our music set, and we'll be back after this. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my balls. You're listening to Outlaw Radio, and if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother. Hey, do you kiss your girlfriend with that mouth? success in lawsuits of the pillow gun stereo dust particles have taken all the bids back from the returns due to the lawsuits and now at all STP locations we have the big pillow gun 
which will get pillows from SCP location to SCP location with pinpoint accuracy from within 100 meters. The Big Pillow Guy. Now available online only for only $49.95 or some other ridiculous amount plus shipping and handling. And available in the lawsuit section of all SCP stores nationwide. Warning. Stereo dust particles is not responsible for any lawsuits that may ascertain from this product, like we said in the last ad, but we still got sued anyway. Right here. Yo, what you doing? 
want you to go somewhere with me. Come on. You know how we do. I do my thing and kick street slang. Some of y'all hating on me, can't even hang. Trying to get up on that millie with no game. You look and act like a that's lame. Every time I drop a gym, the joint bang. If you won't beef, then I'm going to bring the pain. Got plenty crew, but I ain't in no gang. Bump my from California to Maine. I maintain in this game. See, I'm out for the dollars. To hell with the fame. Respect, dude. That's simple and plain. I bring it to you raw like Big Daddy Kane. Very old school. I was feeling it. Now I'm out getting it honey tossing it up you think i ain't hitting that that's another story i ain't telling yelling no my joint sell we gonna ride tonight do you wanna ride with me we gonna ride tonight do you wanna ride with me yeah 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 that it's the rap dude doing this, changing it up. I get behind the groove and push like I was screwing. The rule basically is this. I drop beats and rhymes that don't miss. So when you step into the club and they bumping my jam, put me front like a punk, you know who I am. And the way I serve this up tasty. A joker trip, then I clip them like a safety. Pen in hand, mic in the other hand. Facts around my neck, swinging like Jackie Chan. Damn, now who the man? Nobody else ain't doing this. Stick and move, super smooth, featureless. Deliver knockout blows to my foes. Those who oppose get stripped and treated like... Don't even go there. You ain't seeing none of mine. Don't try to ruin Miller time. We gon' ride tonight. Do you wanna ride with me? We gon' ride tonight. Do you wanna ride with me? Bringing heat like a furnace, I burn this up and start afresh. I ain't got to take no test, I'm already in here, and I ain't going nowhere. Check the technique, flavor the spare. Get used to these bangers, I'm about to get singers. Take this show on the road, can't control, I got soul. No need to bite, I write in the range. Couple other little things, I stay busy, keep it in motion. If you're sick of wackness, here's a potion. Dope lyrics, banging beats. I get the paper, then slide like grease. Leaving you with original grooves that I cook up and hook up to get the crowd moving. So step up and get served up right, cause she got a trump tight. And we gon' ride tonight. Yeah. Do you wanna ride with me? We gon' ride tonight. Do you wanna ride with me? Tonight. Do you wanna ride with me? 
is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went high And it burns, burns, burns A ring of fire Love is sweet when hearts like ours meet. I fell for you like a child. Oh, and the fire went wild. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went high. And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went high And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready because it's just you, your hunter athletic gear and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, hunter athletic gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up. And let's train.
Hey, everybody, it's your boy Westog from the GF6 Show reminding you to check us out on the baddest station on the planet. For station and broadcast times, go to www.gf6.com. That's G-F-S-I-X.com. You know what we do. Blow it up. If you love your rock and talk, raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, and unpussified, check out The Jay and Brody Show with hosts Jay and Brody Z. Be a podcast worldwide at jbrodyshow.podbean.com. Two average Joes get together, drink up, engage in witty banter and talking, and discuss news, movies, sports, unsigned music, and find out who is the dumbass of the week. Anything goes. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Follow the Jay and Brody Show on Twitter at Jay Brody Show. The Jay and Brody Show. What more needs to be said? Mad Dog meets the Lioness from Morocco for the Women's Bantamweight Championship of the World. EFC 70, Sabaya Durban. Tickets and broadcast information at EFCWorldwide.com. Yo, baby, have you ever asked to lick my fat man in an you're listening to Outlaw Radio. Now buy a sewing machine, take it home, and cram it up your ass. Shit, fuck, fuck this shit. You <laughs> fuck the fucking shit. Fuck shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Bad Billy, Chris Mast, Mr. Freeze. You're God. cutting out. You're cutting out. <laughs> we all see. Anyways, shit. welcome back to La La Radio. Exactly. Welcome back to Outlaw Radio. <laughs> Is everything okay? <laughs> Derek. Yeah, oh. sorry. I'm I'm at my mom and dad's. I don't have a quiet spot to do anything. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, anyways, the songs you heard, Getting High by Shana G, Six Gun Corner, Heathens by the Broken Thumbs, Right Tonight by G3 Ramp, Evil in the Angel, or that was by Six Gun Corner, Ring of Fire by Anton Myberg. There we go. Yes. 
And we are brought to you by Coldcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take your shot. You must be 21 years of age or older to drink. And Hunter Athletic, gear up and let's train. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, well... You know, Billy, Nat, you actually got the sponsors right this week. I get them right every week. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, last time, you you didn't get the sponsors right. A couple of you weeks forgot, You forgot about half of cold cock whiskey. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm wondering if you were under the influence that week, man. Maybe. I haven't <laughs> been drunk for forever. Oh, oh right. man. So we got our idiot of the week, and uh, this one is one like uh, I've never heard of before. But uh, I believe Chris, you have the article. Yes, I do. A man. Wait, 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 wait. The Outlaw Radio Idiot of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> um, a man was arrested early Thursday morning in Graves County, Kentucky go figure, after he apparently stole a tractor and led police on a slow-speed chase. According to the Graves County Sheriff's Office, at approximately 1.30 a.m., deputies received a report that a farm tractor with no lights or slow-moving emblem was traveling south on KY-303, which sounds like some sort of blue there. Uh, it's, you know, KY-303, better than KY-302 and one less than KY-304, which if you're using KY-303, I mean, you should be able to put that on a Cadillac and get it into a doghouse, all right? Um, but anyways, deputies initiated their emergency equipment, but the man refused to stop. Deputies pursued him for several minutes. The man said he could not shut the tractor off. So the deputy got out of his patrol car, jumped on the tractor, and killed the engine. The driver was arrested. He initially told deputies his name was Juan Carlos, but police later learned his name was Alex Garcia, and he had just been released from the Graves County Jail. Garcia was charged with fleeing or evading police, wanton endangerment, wanton, I almost read it as wanton endangerment, uh, uh, giving an officer false identification, theft by unlawful taking over $500, and failure to display a slow-moving vehicle emblem. According to deputies, the tractor was stolen overnight from a business on the south side of Mayfield. You know what? Um... It doesn't even say what kind of tractor. You know, you don't know if it's a Simplicity, if it's a John Deere, if it's, you know, some other tractor maker, you know. But I got to say this. He, if he was, he said he could not shut the tractor off. How the hell did you get it started? (laughs) Good question. I mean, if you're able to get it started, you should be able to shut it off fairly the same way. Of course, if you're intoxicated, uh, well, no, you wasn't intoxicated. No, it's just stupid. stupid. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to evade police, why would you choose a tractor? I I mean, you know... 
that if you steal a tractor, you're gonna get caught. I mean, you're gonna get caught up. It's about. I mean, they didn't. The police didn't even need their cars. They could catch this guy on a bicycle. But of course, then you know, where are you gonna? What are you gonna do? You're just gonna say, okay, in the basket. <laughs> I mean, if you're, I mean, seriously, a farm tractor. Come on, man. At least if you're gonna steal something, steal an Escalade or uh, or a um, Porsche, something that can get you up to high speed, so that it can be put on YouTube for everyone else to make fun of your ass, instead of just a tractor. Because that all that's gonna do is get you on um, world hip world star hip hop and be like. Yeah, man. It'll be well, I wobble. <laughs> well, Billy, Billy, Chris, I think he was trying to take George Jones to a new level. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah was, well, isn't that uh, now? I remember Vince Gill. He sang. He sang that song. He said uh, she took away my car keys, but forgot about the old John Deere. But there was a video of uh george jones who uh shows up uh he shows up to the bar on either a tractor or his lawnmower because his wife took the keys yeah yep. well actually he was on a high speed he was on a cha- slow moving chase on his tractor and it has i think it had like a tv on it as well and um and there's actually a video i know which one you're talking about it's Honky Tonk Song by George Jones. And it features um, Willie Nelson after taxes, too. <laughs> Love Jimmy Dickens. Jimmy Dickens. Or, what, or whatever his name is. He's the same guy that sang May the Bird of Paradise Fly Up Your Nose. Yeah, little Jimmy Dickens. Yeah, he, uh, he appeared in the video trying to bail out George Jones. getting turned down oh by the way changing the subject uh are you you guys uh subscribers on youtube red at all nope no Uh, uh, at least get your free trial period because uh as of may 2nd the karate kid saga had continued and it was good a ten episode series called Cobra Kai. Hmm. Basically, so what it's about is uh Johnny Lawrence, thirty-four years later, is an unsuccessful handyman. Now y'all know who Johnny Lawrence was, right? No. He was he was the man uh that he was Daniel's bully in the first karate kid, the blonde guy. You know, the oh, one, okay. Yeah, the oh. one who, the one who ended up getting uh, crane kicked to the to the face at the end. Gotcha. Well, well, 34 years later, Johnny Lawrence is an unsuccessful handyman slash drunk, basically, and he's a deadbeat dad. You know, doesn't pay very much attention to his son. While Daniel Larusso, on the other hand, well, Mister Miyagi has uh, passed away in 2011. Daniel LaRusso has become a successful car salesman and owns a chain of dealerships around the San Fernando Valley. 
And this kind of rubs Johnny Lawrence the wrong way because, you know, he grew up the rich kid and, and ends up a broke, drunk handyman now. And uh, seeing that uh, his former nemesis is so successful kind of irks him. And the very first episode, uh, he he tells his customer to quit bitching at him. And she, on the other hand, takes it as calling her a bitch. So she calls his employer and he gets fired. Well, that night when he's... Uh, after he's fired, he decides to relax, and he sits at a mini strip mall eating a piece of pizza that he bought from a local convenience store when some bullies uh, bully this one smaller kid around. And they push the kid onto the hood of his car, and that kind of pisses him off, and he says, hey, watch the car. Well, the bullies get in his face on the wrong day, and so Johnny just whoops all of their asses, showing that old old school karate that he learned from the old Cobra Kai, which the kid who was bullied approaches him and says, can you teach me? And at first he says, no, but at the very end, he says, if you're going to do this, we're going to do this 100%. There's no turning back. So his, his new job, he's going to open Cobra Kai, which Daniel LaRusso on the other hand, finds out about this and it's not, he's not too happy. Well, where the story goes even further, as I said, uh, Johnny Lawrence's son pretty much, uh, you know, he tells him on the phone, don't try to play dad now. You're nothing but a pathetic loser. And just to piss his dad off, he applies for a job at LaRusso Auto, which towards uh, which ends up uh, Johnny Lawrence's son becomes Daniel, LaRusso, Daniel LaRusso's karate student. And it gets more interesting from there. That that is interesting. Yes, yes. Like like I say, it's ten episodes deep. Uh, you about a half hour each episode. So that's about five out about five hours. If you're going to binge watch, and you can get a free trial on YouTube Red. Just punch in your credit card and be sure to cancel before thirty days, or else you're going to get charged. But, uh, hey, this might be worth just getting a trial period for. Hmm. I may have to check it out. I mean, because I don't know if, if you guys, if I told you guys, I was, um, I'm actually a black belt in karate, taekwondo. And, go right. No, no, go ahead. Yes, you did mention something about that before. Yeah. And um, so, and the Karate Kid, it kind of, I, the movie actually inspired me to try karate. That and the Power Rangers, but so, yeah, the, I may, I may, I may check it out. You know what? Uh, since we're all on Skype, and I've I played this audio before, so I'll let you let you guys get a. Get a glimpse here. If uh, I'll share my screen right here on the air. Okay. Even though y'all can't, even though our listeners can't see it, we yeah. can. So uh, unless yeah. you're online with us, man. Yeah. Anyway, well, here it is.
kick. Who is it? Bonsai! Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto. We are chopping prices on all of our inventory. Johnny? I knew it was you. This is Johnny Lawrence. He and I go way back. Oh, this is the guy whose ass you kicked. If you want to get technical, I kicked his face. <laughs> hey, where you going, come Oh, I didn't know you guys were trying to buy beer. I'm oh. <laughs> Hey! Watch your car, man. Get the hell out of here, dude. <laughs> Was that like Taekwondo or something? Karate. Do you think you could teach me? I'm driving home from work yesterday, and in this strip mall, I see... After 30 years, I thought that guy might have changed, but it's still the same prick. I heard you beat up a bunch of teenagers. I didn't beat up any teenagers. I kicked the crap out of a bunch of assholes who deserved it. Thinks he can bring Cobra Kai back to the valley? Yeah. Not on my watch. You want those kids at school to keep dumping things on your head? You want all the girls to think you're a wangless dork? You're gonna be my karate teacher? No. I'm gonna be your sensei. style of karate that was taught to me. A method of fighting your pansy ass generation desperately needs. Okay, let's see what you got. She's a girl. And? I'm sorry. Oh, are you okay? Girl's a natural cobra. Johnny, you and I, this, we aren't done. So basically, this is like the Karate Kid, but roles reversed. Exactly. Exactly. Like Not the bad. guy that was the dipshit in the movie is now the protagonist, and Daniel LaRusso is now the antagonist. Not, not necessarily. No, I mean, you got to give it to Johnny. I mean, you know, he's. He really is kind of a loser, as you can see there in the trailer. There's beer bottles and spilled beer all over the floor, and he's passed yeah. out. The way he, has he answers a flip phone. Uh, who is this? The way he answers the phone. <laughs> hey, a flip phone was amazing back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but this is 2018 now. So it, I mean, it's so everyone has smartphones and all this. The flip phone? Come on, man. (laughs) Overall, though, did did that intrigue your interest at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to see if I can pirate it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, uh, after the show, I can give you a better solution. If, if, um, I mean, I'm probably not going to go for YouTube Red right now. I'm probably going to wait until, like, more well, episodes come out, so th- I mean that way, you know, thirty. Well, I can watch it over thirty days. Well, you may not want to wait, and as a matter of fact, I kind of 
I think I failed to mention that the Outlaw Radio account is is uh, subscribed to YouTube Red. Well, you'll have to give me the password for it later because I forgot I've lost the password for the Outlaw yeah. Radio account. Yeah. I even try. I even tried Bad Billy Old Fart twenty three, and it didn't work. <laughs> It's supposed to be Bad Billy Old Fart 69. <laughs> Giggity. But, uh, no, that was, I mean, I thought the last two numbers were his age, but yeah. Hey, I think you're an asshole. He, yeah, he's older than 69. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, more to talk about, too, that I, I just think this is complete, utter bullshit, you know. One thing we don't need to rehash from the 80s up to the early 90s is the Cold War with Russia. Yeah. Uh mm-hmm. we we don't need to we don't need to rehash this bullshit. Uh Fedor Emelianenko, one of the greatest mi- heavyweight mixed martial arts of of all time. I mean, one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet. Well, he competed in Bellator last week, defeated Frank Mir by first-round knockout after he's been pretty unsuccessful here in the U.S. Now, the fight took place in Chicago. Only, uh, what reason did he, he was here in the, uh, in the U.S. to compete, to fight? That's what his visa was for. What reason does the FBI have to tail and harass him because he's Russian? That's bullshit. Yep. No reason for it. He didn't do anything that needed that to happen. I mean, no, but they're, they're trying to con- make conspiracies now, uh, ties of uh, Trump and Vladimir Putin. This had, this had nothing to do with anything politically. We have people that come, come here to fight in the UFC and Bellator and other events, they come mm-hmm. here internationally all the time, but they had to bother Fedor because he's Russian. So, oh, oh, there was a picture of him shaking hands with Vladimir Putin. Big deal. So what? That's the leader of his country. Well, maybe Mr. Putin had to say, you've done our country proud. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Donald Trump is an avid MMA fan. Long before he ever ran for president, uh, when the UFC was uh, finally got sanctioned by uh, athletic commissions, they were actually being held at the uh, Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So, so, therefore, you know, I mean, hey, who helped put that on? This was long before he was ever president. And Trump did a lot for uh, that sport and professional wrestling as well because there were two WrestleManias that were held at uh, Albany City, New Jersey, Trump Towers. He was also uh, featured among the many celebrities who were at Mike Tyson fights. So, you know, the the man is a fight fan. Vladimir Putin is, is more than a fight fan. He is a combat hand-to-hand combat specialist. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, that's why, I mean, people can talk shit about uh, Vladimir Putin all they want, but the truth is, uh, you want to get down to the low-down, dirty core, 
Vladimir Putin is a bad motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> you know, God, and I, I don't know if Trump did any time in the military or not, I, but, uh, you know, he, he sure the hell didn't have any respect for Obama. You just I don't to, think anybody had any respect for Obama, to be honest with you. No, quite a few people did. Uh, my mother did. Well, you know, he, he he didn't win the election for for no reason. He he won because people respected and voted for him. Yeah, I mean he, I mean he did some he did some things. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. But I was personally never a fan of him. Then again, I was never really a fan of anybody that was really present. For me, it's just you say you're going to do something, go fucking do it instead of just lying and all this crap. Then again, it's. It's immediate too how they can twist twist ends, you know, and all that crap. Yeah, that uh, po- more to the point though. I mean, just just leave leave him alone. Exactly. Leave leave, leave Vladimir Putin alone, or yeah, uh, I mean Fedor Emelianenko. Leave it all alone. As a matter of fact, so. Well, at least we don't have to worry. About North North and South Korea because North because Kim Jong Un finally got uh, some brains and is actually starting to you know talk with South Korea and bringing you know bringing peace to all this bullshit. You know there was there was something too. You know we were uh, Mr. Freeze and I were talking about some of this. Uh, yes, uh, last week, you know, because we were kind of, kind of uh, recapping on the episode, the special episode that we had a couple of weeks ago, and somebody brought something to my attention that uh, was like, uh, "Oh shit, this this is something else." That's that's kind of scary when you think about it. But we have somebody here who's kind of who was on uh, Facebook that's. He's out of Africa and kind of like a, uh, what can you say, a Nostradamus. Mm. Uh, yeah, a guy by the name of Mark, I, I talked about this last week, I can't pronounce his middle name. This is Mark, uh, middle name spelled M-B-A-B-A-L-I Arnold. And this is the list that uh, he had will, will happen before 2018. Uh, Hugh Maseklo will die. Worst hurricanes in 100 years in the Caribbean. Well, that's happening a little bit. Wendy Mandela will die. That's already happened. Rotten piss, you fucking murderous bitch. Uh, Julius Malema, the delirious Julius Malema, will be assassinated and die. Well, there's already been an attempt on his life. World closest to nuclear war? I don't know. North Korea and the U.S. will make peace. Negotiations are in place. Worst trade wars between USA and China will begin another recession. And the last one, Jacob Zuma will go to jail. And they're working on that. Uh, you You put Zuma in jail. Take Malema with you, please. And lock them up. Throw away the fucking key. 
But uh, yeah, this this list here is. I mean, I don't believe in all kinds of conspiracies or uh, you know, and 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 prophets and things like that. But uh, you know, when you think about things that are being predicted and and as they're happening, like uh, he wrote this back December twenty ninth, two thousand sixteen, said Winnie Mandela will die before before uh, 2019 hits well hey she, we just lost her and there were some bad hurricanes in the in the caribbean by the way chris you you live closest to it is it caribbean or caribbean what is it uh it you say i live close to it what the no you live you live closer to it than than i do or or derek does I don't know. I, it's pronounced either way, uh, as far as I know. I don't know. I'm I'm thousands of miles away from the fucking Caribbean. No, but uh, you're you're in that uh, where the hurricanes happen. Yeah, I mean you're in that path. Not often. Not often. We don't get a lot of hurricanes here. <laughs> you're even talking like a southerner when it's a, when you say hurricane. Hurricane. <laughs> well, I've been hanging out with Bill with Bill Shanks, he, he says hurricane and he says a bunch of other bullshit and I, and, um, I catch on to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> I know, I know, but, um, God, we yeah, could... it, it's pronounced either way as far as I know. Uh, cause yeah, I heard it on, um, uh, before hurricane Andrew hit, um, uh, there in New Orleans, they were having these these uh, hurricane parties. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I heard that back in uh, 1992 when Hurricane Andrew hit that area. They were yeah, having hurricane parties in Florida. No, this was Nolens. Oh, that fuck that shithole. And you know what? I mean. I don't think that's the smartest place to be having a hurricane party either. Oh, God, no. Just look at Katrina. I mean, I mean, you know, we've seen some hurricanes devastate Florida, but when when they come up through the Gulf of Mexico and hit uh, and hit those those Gulf coasts right there, oh boy, it's a fucking Uh, mess. Yeah. The the only few times that we've been affected by hurricanes directly, um, hurricanes. It was it was back when they were when it was downgraded to tropical storms. Uh, we had tropical storm Alberto come through in 1994, dumped I think 27 inches of rain over middle Georgia, causing massive flooding. There's documentaries on YouTube um, that talk about it. Um, just type in WMAZ Flood of 94, you'll find it. Um, there, and then there was Irma last September, uh, came through, um, didn't really cause flooding, but it caused a lot of tree damage and power outages, and it was, it was pretty bad. A lot of debris, a lot of debris, right? Oh yeah, there were there was uh, one of my coworkers. He wasn't able to leave his house for three days because of trees um, blocking his street, and of course, and also he had no power, 
So, and after three days of no power, he, um, he said that his wife made him sleep outside the night before because he was, so he stunk to high heaven <laughs> and his wife did too, but he wasn't about to tell her that. <laughs> you say that to your wife, you're going to be in the doghouse, man. Uh, well, he was already in the doghouse because he stunk. Because no one had a shower. They're, they didn't have any run. They didn't have power. They didn't have water uh, yeah. for a couple of days. And, um, but yeah, so. Uh, but oh. uh, those were the only couple of times that we were directly affected by uh, tropical storms. We had like tropical depressions and every and everything, but um they didn't really affect us too bad. I mean, we had Ivan come through, Janine come through as a tropical depression. And um, I actually remember, and I, I know I'm a dumbass for doing this, but I remember, um, I think it was Ivan when it came through. It was one of them. Me and a, fr- and a couple of friends, we were standing, we were outside jumping on the trampoline when the rains came in and tropical storm was forced winds and rain. And we were just out and we stayed outside jumping on the trampoline, getting drenched. And, um, I'm like, and here's the thing. It was one of the best days ever. (laughs) I don't know the name, what that hurricane was that, uh, hit in 2006, but, uh, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, and uh, I remember that uh, getting the very tail end of, of that storm, which uh, there were no strong winds or anything like that, but holy shit, was there a lot of rain. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't seem like it was going to stop. It just rained all fucking day. To the point where I think I was going to have to take a canoe to work. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, here in Canada, it's free. <laughs> but, um, Chris, uh, how much damage did that tornado do that, that that me and my buddy went through passing through Georgia? We were going to stop that one that, that time we came back from WrestleMania, coming through Florida, from Florida to Georgia. And that tornado hit. How much damage was done? That was in 2016. Uh, 2017. Um, if I remember correctly, it wasn't too bad. I think I I think. Yeah. Let me hold on. Let me check real quick. Let me look. Let me see what day of the week it was. It was April 1st, right? Yeah, it was sometime around April 1st. Yeah. After WrestleMania. After WrestleMania. Let me, let me hold on. I gotta check. Well, I gotta see what day WrestleMania was, so I'll know what to look for. Um, WrestleMania 2017. WrestleMania 33. It was April 2nd, so probably April 3rd. Yeah. It was a tornado. Not too bad if i remember correctly the um i mean 
we, I mean, we had tornado warning, but we, and we got in our safe place, but it wasn't near as bad as 2016. Yeah. I think the, I think the gods knew that we were going to, going to meet up and they didn't want that to happen. <laughs> but, you, but you said you saw the tornado? Yeah, we drove right through it, pretty much. We saw some tornadic <laughs> activity on the right side of the highway and the left side of the highway. I looked at my buddy. I was like, we're going to stop. He's like, fuck no. We just kept on going right up uh, right up seven, uh, 75, I think it was. Yeah, I-75. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, next time you come down, we'll, you'll need to stop so we can have some Waffle House. Break yeah, your Waffle a, House virginity. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the one thing I freaking wish we would have done, but otherwise it was a perfect vacation trip. I got to hug a bunch of women that were not my that were not my ex girlfriend. Sorry, Sophie, if you if you're listening to this. Uh, but but uh, they were hot, hey. man. I mean, hey, I, I mean you're not with her, so come on. Yeah, <laughs> they were ten times f- fucking hotter, and they had some nice racks on them. <laughs> And, uh, and, and you're talking about the racks on the women, not the racks on Big Ron Simmons. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. Hey, but I, hey, I had to the, throw that in there. He was actually a really, really nice guy when I met him. He was. I told him that I used to, that I used to watch him, and I saw his match against Vader when I was growing up. He's like, he's like, really? How old are you? And I told him I was. 29, going to be 30, he was like, and he actually said, damn. <laughs> damn! I wish I would have recorded it. And I, um, uh, hey, he, you know, he, Ron Simmons is actually from Middle Georgia. Mm-hmm. He went to, um, he went to, not the high school I went to, he went to the rival high school, but I'll forgive him. And, um, yeah, he he's a local star, local hometown star here. Yep, and then he went to uh, Florida State, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, the Seminoles, Florida State, I think it was, not the Gators. Yeah, yeah. But. By the way, you know, uh, just getting back a little bit to that t- topic of natural disasters. I don't know if you guys uh, you're looking at the picture that I just sent you. Holy uh, crap! On. Uh, on the Outlaw Radio Facebook chat. But uh, there has been some reported seismic activities right there at Mount Rainier. Now, when Mount St. Helens blew her top back in 1980, only 57 people were killed because, you know, that wasn't a very populated area. Mount Rainier... It, there, there's so much right here to be to be scared of right here if this mountain blows. It's the biggest of the Cascades, has a lot of glacier ice uh, so thick inside of it that, uh, you know, can cause some massive mudslides that are called lahars. And it is so close to civilization. Uh if this mountain blows, we're looking at the worst disaster in U.S. His- history, I think. Or the worst natural disaster. I mean, but ju- judging from that picture right there, I mean, how much 
How much trouble do you think that city's in if that mountain blows? They're fucked. I mean, uh, you know Billy, what's that? What's that? Where's this uh, located Mount, at? Mount Rainier is in Washington State. Oh, yeah. Now, if Yellowstone blows, we really have nothing to worry about because we won't be around to pay off the economic damage that it will cause because... Well, let's just face it, nobody will be around. That'll be a global killer. This yeah. mountain this mountain blows. Um, we're talking trillions of dollars worth of damage. Uh, the death toll won't be calculated probably for two years if, no, if uh, nobody evacuates. But the good thing about volcanoes and the technology we have today, even... Uh, Back back uh, back in the day, you know the mount the mountain a volcano would give off signs would would have tremors and whatnot that uh, that it was going to blow soon. You know it'd give off signs. That's what volcanoes do. And and with today's technology, you know it makes predictions even easier. So you know if there's with the seismic activity, it needs to be paid attention to now. And you know it's not to the alarming rate to where people need to evacuate yet. But if it does, Seattle won't be destroyed, but uh, you know what? They're going to they're gonna be covered in volcanic ash, which is, can't be good for your lungs. And then, the, of course, uh, the, the mudslides. A lot of people think, oh, the lava flow, the lava flow, but the mudslides are actually the worst things that uh, can happen. And then one thing I didn't know about that you guys might find interesting too is the uh, you know the the negative uh, ch- the negative charge ice and and stuff you know mm-hmm. from the mountain the glaciers that's all at a negative temperature when it mixes with the highly positive uh, gas and and crap that comes out of a volcano that causes like electricity bolts across the ground. Oh Jesus! But I I do find I think that is fascinating but scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thank God Minnesota's not anywhere near one. You know what? When Mount St. Helens blew, Minnesota got some ash because hmm. it it went all it went all across Washington, into Montana, across the Dakotas, and into Minnesota. Ah, son of a beasting. But, you know what, that's still quite a ways from the mountain, but, uh, yeah, eventually, uh, you know, that's where the ash had fallen, but uh, it it actually uh, went all around the world. Kind of crazy how something like that can actually, uh, you know, like, when when that goes, how far it can actually reach. When it's a massive eruption, it can go a long ways. As a matter of fact, too, it causes very. It, it when a volcano erupts, it causes for it, for some brutal, brutal winters in the near future. Like uh, when Krakatoa blew in the 1800s, it caused global freezing. And for I don't know what, how this is connected, but uh, kind of led to Mary Shelley writing the story of Frankenstein because it was. Based off of cold, cold weather. Hmm. Uh, how how that inspires a story about a monster, I don't know. 
but she did it in the time of of a very cold winter. Well, what else are you going to do for a very cold winter? <laughs> I and should just, know. I've been through God knows how many of them. Just think, I, I think uh, Mary Shelley was in Europe. Krakatoa blew up in Indonesia. Being that far away caused a brutal winter that fo- that following winter. Um. Oh, never mind. I I was thinking of Kilauea. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I think it's time to get to our next music set. What do we got coming up here? As I wait for the sheet. Oh, look at the list. I know. I I've got to wait for it to populate. It's a bit slow. All that right. Good stuff. Uh, the only thing that's slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. All right. So coming up, we got. We got Jack Barrow with Dirt Nasty, going to be followed by... Derek, you're going to like this band out of Stockholm, Sweden. They're called Thunder Mother. Going to be followed by Mickey and the Motorcars, then Royal Bliss, and Erica Dawn. We'll be right back after this. How dare you and who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio, where we're proper gentlemen, because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fan. Come, it's time to go. 
Sometimes have that not so fresh feeling, you know, when you can't keep your dog's nose out of your crotch. Well, those days are over. And not only does it freshen up your sack, it gives it a nice golden brown tan. And Rooney's Sack Fresh comes in three great scents. Hanging berries, nutty almond, and penis colada. Get your Rooney's Sack Fresh at convenience stores and bathroom vending machines everywhere.
I made a code that I was given. I 
allows people to engage in social networking through the exchange of voice messages without the need of utilizing a computer. For more information or to get your very own Fillmore voicemail box, call toll-free 1-866-4-GET-VMB. 1-866-4-GET-VMB. That's 1-866-443-8862. Or visit FillmoreVoicemail.com. Fillmore Voicemail, a service of Fillmore Productions. Sunday, May 20, heavy metal from America's heart of rock and roll at Diamond's Defense Center. Welcome straight from Cleveland. 
live in concert with Vices, Gabriel and the Apocalypse, Antenna, Align the Tide, and Mind Spank. For 18 and up, 15 and up with parents or guardians. Full bar for 21 and up ID required. Tickets are on sale now. A very limited number of reserved tickets are available. Get yours at JeromeTickets.com. Mushroom Head. Mushroom Head. Sunday, May 20, Diamond's Event Center. He took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. By some, he's been called controversial. He is the free American, Clay Douglas. Now, keep in mind that some of my guests have been approached by Homeland Security or FBI saying, why are you going on the Clay Douglas show? My message to those guys, if they're listening this morning, is good morning. Go get a cup of coffee. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah, sit down. I've always invited you. I hope you come into my lecture, man. Now, you know, we, we both took the same oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. I don't recall there being an expiration date on that. Catch the Free American weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. For the podcast and more details, go to freeamerican.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Do you take Viagra? Are you tired of overpaying for your pills? What if you could get the exact same results for just a fraction of the price, guaranteed? Well, now you can with Sildenafil, the active ingredient in Viagra. With 20 milligram generic Sildenafil tablets, you get the exact same results of Viagra for less than $2 per pill. And again, the results are guaranteed. That's right, absolutely guaranteed results for a fraction of the cost of Viagra. So give your wallet a break and call us toll-free at 800-530-0202 to get your generic Sildenafil delivered discreetly to your door. And of course, while saving hundreds of dollars, you'll also be saving time by saying goodbye to those long, embarrassing pharmacy lines once and for all. Again, just call 800-530-0202 and get your generic Sildenafil with a 100% money-back guarantee. Getting your pills doesn't get any easier or cheaper than this. So call 800-530-0202 now. From the bowels of a nondescript building in a little hick town, this is Outlaw Radio. I'm not in the mood to deal with you today, you stupid asshole. Ah, hearing Jim never gets old. <laughs> 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 welcome, welcome back to Outlaw Radio right here on one of these many radio stations. The songs you just heard was Aaron Stoll's Sharp Side of a Teardrop. Before that, Royal Bliss with Cry Sister. Before that, Mickey and the Motor Cars with Misunderstood. Before that, Thunder Mother with Revival. Before that, Stinky Canyon by Rooney Sack Fresh. That was the comedy skit. Shit. Uh, that this this is what happens when I don't read shit before reading, uh, or skimming over it once before reading it live, and uh, and starting that whole set off. Jack Parrow with to all the girls featuring Dirt Nasty. 
And Bad Billy is just as bad because he says Sharp Side of a Teardrop was by Erica Dawn. Because and I was initially going to going to play one of her songs, then I changed my mind and then forgot to fucking change the script. <laughs> well, you see, guys. Uh, well, you this, see, guys. Well, as soon as I heard heard that first part of the song, I'm like, this is not Erica Dawn. Yep. And um, this episode of Outlaw Radio is brought to you by Colcock Whiskey. Raise your glass, take a shot. You must be 21 years or older to drink. And Hunter MMA Athletic Gear, gear up, let's train. And Bad Billy, for the first time in three weeks, I can finally say live, it is time. This is Outlaw Radio. The news of the weird. From the Outlaw Radio newsroom, I am Derek Starts Hooker Booker. Damn! <laughs> uh, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, I farted too hard and shit my pants. <laughs> oh man and here and this is what's happening in the in the weird of news finally a fun run that's really fun or at least really short on uh today the town of Bourne, texas planned to hold its first ever born 0.5k run uh yep it's i did not misspeak this run isn't a typical five kilometers. It's only half a kilometer, about a third of a mile. Um, organizer Jay Milton told KSAT, a station in nearby San Antonio, it's very, very conveniently. The race starts at one local brewery, at, brewery and ends at another exactly half a kilometer away. Uh, at least close enough, he added, that we can lie and say that it is exact. Participants not only get a free beer at the start and end of the race, but there is a donut and coffee station about 150 meters into the course, right next to the smoking section. If walking about 1,640 feet is too strenuous, VIPs can pay an extra $25 and be transported across the finish line in a 1963 Volkswagen bus. Organizers promise bigger medals for those VIPs because you are even more important, according to NPR. Though, although the run seems designed for people who don't actually like any kind of physical movement, so many participants race to sign up that organizers are no longer accepting entries. The money raised from the event will go to Blessings in a Backpack, a charity that provides food for underprivileged children over the weekend when they're not in school to receive lunch, which is which is nice. Yeah. Do what? Not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and we now go to, bra, to bras and panties. Authorities in Florida have arrested three people in connection with the brazen panty pilfering scheme that allegedly stole thousands, thousands of dollars worth of women's unmentionables. According to the Tallahassee Police Department, Quadicia Jackson get a different name. Age 29 and her fiancé, Kobe Richardson, age 47, are former employees of a logistics company that packages and ships Victoria's Secret products. Beginning in November 2017, customers who purchase panties online from Victoria's Secret 
began complaining that their shipments were overdue. An internal investigation was launched. In March, it was allegedly discovered that Jerisa Fry, a 25-year-old friend of Jackson and Richardson, was selling new Victoria's Secret underwear online. Photos posted by Fry show that the merchandise being offered for sale was in the same barcoded bags used by the logistics company to track items prior to shipment, authorities said. The trail of plundered panties further pointed to Jackson Richardson, police said, when it was discovered they'd been assigned, they'd been assigned to prepare the majority of the missing items for shipment. Questioned about the lost undies, Richardson allegedly confessed to stealing and selling more than 400 packages of panties. Jackson, <laughs> uh, Jackson, Richardson, and Fry have since been charged with felony theft. Richardson also faces a charge of grand theft of items worth over, get this, $20,000. Oh, boy. That's a Jesus. lot of, that's, that's a, hey, that's a lot of thongs. All three have since been released from jail after posting bonds totaling totaling $35,000. It was unclear on Monday if any of the missing merchandise had been recovered. Probably not, because they were all probably wearing them. (laughs) Still a lot of money, though. Holy crap. And um, I don't know if this showed up on the um, news article when you opened it, Bad Billy, but um, at the bottom... (laughs) Of the article, there's a video there that, and the headline was Toddler Boy Caught with a Victoria's Secret Magazine in the Bathroom. <laughs> hey, I mean, the kid probably, hey, the, the kid wants to learn about the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I had to find out by Google Images. All right. U.S. Border Agent, U.S. Border Patrol agents in Brownsville, Texas, got a real on-the-job surprise on Monday. Agents working near the Rio Grande witnessed three individuals trying to enter the country, including one who was carrying a small black duffel bag. The smugglers changed their minds about coming to America after they saw the agents. They dropped the bag and hooked it back to Mexico. When the, officers exa- when the officers examined the duffel bag, they were shocked to discover an unconscious male tiger stuffed inside. What? Uh, yeah, the tiger, estimated to be around four months old, was turned over to the Gladys Border Zoo in Brownsville. However, CB- according to CBS News, the animal is expected to make a full recovery. And I, and I am so glad because I mean that tiger's so cute. Come on. Well, not only that, this this is fucking cruelty to animals. That shit ain't cool. Mm-hmm. I know. And but I mean the the pictures that they posted of it, you know, even in the from the Gladys Porter Zoo. I mean, come on. How can you how can you do that to such a cute face like that? God. That is true. Stop. Fuck, what am I... What's happening to me? I'm turning into a big softy here. <laughs> <clears throat> Same way with dogs, folks. Um, and moving from tigers to um, meatballs, Sweden's famed meatballs aren't Swedish after all. 
The nation's official Twitter account made the startling confession on Tuesday, saying the tasty treat, great for a snack, a meal, or a shopping break in Ikea, is actually from 1,600 miles away. <coughs> uh, the tweet says, Swedish meatballs are actually based on a recipe King Charles XII brought home from Turkey in the early 18th century. Let's stick to the facts. The tweet was met with a mixture of surprise and outright disbelief, but one internet sleuth found evidence from an old cookbook that backed the claim. Um, Peter Isotalo says, look closer at Swedish cookbooks and found a Turkish meat dish in the 1737 Swedish edition of Susanna Eager's Lipziger Kockbrook. Cockbook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I butchered that. It's finely chopped beer with onions, salt and pepper, grilled on skewers, served with a sweet and sour wine-based sauce. Apparently that guy lives in his mother's basement and plays Tetris on Saturday night and calls that an orgy. The Sweden <laughs> the Sweden.se Twitter feed is run by the Swedish Institute, a public agency that promotes the nation. The organization has more information about how the meatballs are prepared and served as well as a recipe on its website. You know, for me, if I want meatballs, I just go to the freezer. And if we have some in there, I get some. If not, then I'm then then I might go to the store and see if they have any for free samples. There. All right. And now we go to the poop, the whole poop and nothing but the poop. A school superintendent in Holmdale, New Jersey is facing some pretty crappy criminal charges after being accused of public defecation. Thomas Trammell Tramagolini, and these Italian names, the superintendent of the <laughs> Kenilworth School District was arrested Tuesday morning and charged with lewdness, littering, and defecating in public, according to Patch, New Jersey. Homedale High Staff, uh, high school staff and athletic coaches had alerted a school resource officer that they were finding human feces at or near the track and football field on a daily basis, according to the Ashbury Park Press, and an investigation was launched. School staffers monitored the field until they identified Thomas, age 42, as a, sub, as a suspect. But Homedale Police Sergeant <coughs> Theodore Sigismondi declined to tell CBS News how he was ID'd as a suspect or whether officers caught, caught him in the act. Although Thomas wouldn't say how long the school's athletic field had have been fouled. One community member told Patch, New Jersey, there have been at least eight poop detections in the past few months. The accused, <laughs> the accused pooper intendant has not responded to press inquiries, but he is due in court on Monday to answer to the charges, according to NJ.com. He has taken a paid leave of absence from his $147,504 a year job with the Kenilworth School District which posted a statement on Facebook. Good uh, Lord. They're in some pretty uh, shitty water, you know? <clears throat> hey, Chris. Yeah. Chris, uh, do you think he's the owner of the Cleveland Browns? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm... but uh, he has been known to be associated with the Cleveland Steamers. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> I, okay. And 
I'm sorry to uh, all the all the Cleveland Brown fans that that are listening right now, including my Probably. supervisor. <laughs> Probably, that probably amounts to one listener who's a Cleveland Brown fan. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I don't know if my boss is listening, but uh, I definitely have to talk to him about that perfect season they had last year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, and whatever. And we go from poop to piss. It was a typical baseball celebration after a big win. The Chicago White Sox tossed around huge buckets of Gatorade to celebrate a walk-off 6-5 victory over, sorry, Derek, the Minnesota Twins on Thursday. However, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, the Gatorade was yellow, and the timing and location of the photographer prompted Keith Olbermann to observe, saying, well, this might be the most unfortunate baseball photo of the week, where it appeared that one of the, one of the players was pissing yellow Gatorade. The whole sequence was even weirder. Yeah. Uh, Some people on Twitter wondered if the images featured an event at the guaranteed rate field in Chicago or a certain moment that allegedly took place at the Ritz-Carlton in Moscow. Uh, Okay. Well, you can look at the article yourself, which is available on our Twitter, Outlaw Radio ABS. And uh, now, a week from tomorrow is Mother's Day. Am I right, everyone? I believe so, yes. Yep. All right. Well, Mother's Day can be a mother of a day when it comes to gift shopping. Sure, you could go for generic items like flowers, brunch, or perfume. But that just sends sends mom a message. You're a cookie-cutter generic female. We know that's not the case. Your mom is one of a kind. How else could she create a weirdo like us? Hey, that's meant to be a compliment now. So show mom (laughs) you know you appreciate her wacky side by giving her a gift on Mother's Day that reflects it. And HuffPost Spirit News is here to lend a hand with the following strange gift suggestions. You don't have to thank us now. Ladies and gentlemen, we present bread slippers. Every mom Every mom appreciates a nice, warm pair of slippers, but when they are shaped like loaves of bread, she'll feel extra toasty. Hey, hey that, <laughs> that sounds better than cockroach bread. <laughs> new, hey, there's a new loaf that just went on sale from Stereo Dust Particles. It's now in um, spicy, spicy <laughs> bread. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and art is in the eye of the beholder. Certainly Picasso and Van Gogh wish they were good enough to create this gloriously cheesy picture of a Chihuahua's booking photo. Yes, it's the Chihuahua mugshot, which shows a Chihuahua with a flower in its mouth and a, holding a sign saying, guilty of love. Aw. That's so and, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chihuahuas, I don't really care for, but yeah. Sticker uh, and... Next, we have the cigarette butt fridge magnet. Cigarette butt fridge magnet. Smoking is a terrible habit, but most fridge art is also horrible. That's why the perfect way to put them on the fridge is with a magnet designed to look like a stubbed-out cigarette. Your mom will agree, maybe. Um, There's also, and if your mom likes French press coffee, this may be the droid you're looking for. It's the R2-D2 French press. <laughs> um, 
Is mom oh. not a bit? Yeah, is mom not a big talker? This wine glass is a godsend to help figure out mom's mood based on the amount of wine she needs. Hopefully, she will thank you for the gift and not blame you for making it necessary. It's the How Was Your Day wine glass, where it has three levels. Good day at the bottom, bad day in the middle, don't ask on top. (laughs) Your mom's foodie friends will be green with envy with this gold necklace dedicated to 2016's trendiest vegetable, kale. That's right, a kale necklace. Who knows? Maybe they'll make a Brussels sprouts bracelet next. And you know, and your mom will have a bloody good time chopping up meats and vegetables on a blood splash cutting board. <laughs> Trust us, we know these things. Um, yeah, and maybe wine is your mom's security blanket, but she feels weird carting around bottles everywhere. That's why they came up with the violin wine case. It's a subtle way to keep her buzz going, even if she gets sick of people asking her to play the violin. And, um, all right, so have you guys ever seen uh, the, joy, the Joy of Painting? No. No. You've never seen The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross? I, oh, wait a minute, that guy with the afro and the beard? Yeah, it's like, hi there. Let's uh, let's get a little crazy here. Let's take some of this happy blue and put it on the brush and put it on this canvas here. Oh, that, yeah. that guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy on yeah, who was always on PBS. Yeah, his. I mean, the whole series is on YouTube now. But uh, your mom deserves a lot more than just post-its for Mother's Day. How about sticky notes to celebrate TV art teacher Bob Ross? That's right, Bob Ross, the joy of painting sticky notes. Perfect perfect for doodling happy clouds. <laughs> on, on one pad it says, let's get it a little crazy here, and another says, I like mountains. And, uh, hey, Billy, do you vape? I do. Well, uh, Mom may, might want to get a little high for Mother's Day, but maybe she hates the smell of the or the hassle of loading a pipe with crummy, crumbly herb. The solution, a vape pen for cannabis extracts that will give her a good, clean high and make her feel like a hipster to boot. No, you can't borrow it. It's the vape pen. And uh, nature is wonderful, but sometimes humans can improve on it. Case in point, a toilet paper holder. A giraffe toilet paper holder. Other other gifts include a pink bong, um, a chalkboard globe, which is a blank chalkboard that's shaped as a globe, um, a shower beer holder, a blunt coffee mug that says, this coffee tastes like you need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I like that. A vagina plush toy. Oh, jeez. <laughs> martini weather vane. Wine socks. Bottomless mimosa glass. Um, <laughs> um, rooster-shaped suckers, which is um, which is packaged as boxo cocks. 
<laughs> Which it's and it says with the and on the card it comes with it it says suck a box of cocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can read about the rest of those on uh, by going to our Twitter at Outlaw Radio ABS. And not to put DJ Khaled in a box, but he apparently refuses to perform oral sex on his wife, Nicole Tuck. Even tackier, he expects it from her because, as he explained in a recently discovered interview from 2014, he's, quote, the king in the relationship. The two married in 2016. DJ Khaled told the host of the New York-based radio show The Breakfast Club, you got to understand, I'm the Don, I'm the King. It's different rules for men. We the King, so there's some things y'all might not want to do, but it got to get done. I just can't do what you want me to do. I just can't. Not surprisingly, the revelation that Khaled is unwilling to provide oral pleasure has tongues wagging on Twitter. Um, <laughs> And you can read all about it by going by once again going to our Twitter. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, returning to news of the weird, shower thoughts. Oh boy. Yes. Wait, shower what? Thoughts. Shower thoughts. Yeah, it's uh thoughts. Um it Reddit has an entire shower thoughts subreddit dedicated to the miniature epiphanies. You have that highlight the oddities within the familiar. Hmm. Yeah, so um, basically these are also thoughts that can be thought up in the shower. Like, dogs protect humans from other humans. Humans protect dogs from other dogs. Um. Yeah. A different version of you exists in the minds of everyone who knows you. Uh, Windows is like the dude in a group of friends who isn't exactly intolerable, but you hang out with him because Apple is stuck up and Linux is a loner. Um, Wouldn't it be cool if you could roll over sleep time? Like if you slept 12 hours one night, You'd only have to sleep four hours the next night. Um, anything recommended by a stoned person comes highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> Since the percentage on milk refers to the fat content, 100% milk would actually be 0% milk. You know, it is true. Uh, rediscovering a band in your music library when you've given up hope in finding new music is like finding cash in an old jacket pocket when you desperately need money. <laughs> uh, bees would be exceptionally cute and happy creatures if they didn't have stingers. Mm-hmm. If you're not supposed to do something while pregnant, smoke, drink, caffeine, sit or stand for an extended period of time, eat raw meats, then it probably isn't very healthy for you even when you're not pregnant. I think that can be agreed on. Yeah. Yep. Aging is the continual process of realizing what an idiot you were a few years ago. <laughs> Take note, guys. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nothing <laughs> says it's really quiet like listening to the bubbles tinking in a soda can. Okay. Uh, in the digital age, we all carry pocket watches. You just no longer have chains on them. Um, saying www instead of World Wide Web takes six extra syllables worth of effort. Uh, someone may be immune to cancer, but we'll never know because the person will never get it. Millions of innocent cats have been held up in the air because of Lion King. <laughs> we are really lucky that mold on food smells awful. <laughs> uh, if your parachute fails to open, you have the rest of your life to fix it. I think Mr. Holland said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the desk of Mr. Holland, if your parachute fails to open, you have the rest of your life to fix it. Mr. Holland, <laughs> Mr. Holland, over here, over here. Ma'am, ma'am, please keep it in your pants. Um, Mercedes has three E's all pronounced differently. The expression great minds think alike is the exact opposite of what we value great minds for. You can learn a lot about someone by seeing the advertisements on their phone. So, Derek, we will don't let a girl see your phone because she'll probably see nothing but boobs and vaginas. I kind of keep that very discreet, to be honest with you. <laughs> Um, sure cutting, you do. Yeah. <laughs> cutting, cutting spending to education is just borrowing money from your future economy. Uh, the ring and LOTR is basically a horcrux. We take for granted the fact that microwaves tell the time, which they totally don't need to. Moonlight is secondhand sunlight. And finally, A Quiet Place must be a terrible movie to sneak snacks into. And that, ladies and gentlemen, does it for News of the Weird. All right. And it's been a, been a great episode. It's good to have Derek back, even if it's temporary. It's good to have you back here. It's, yeah. it's, it's great to be back, you know, although, although I know I'm going to be moving into my new place in June. I think it's going to be time to get to get me back with the originals and Mr. Freeze as well and keep riding off into the sunset, I guess, as they say. Absolutely. Oh, God, that was such a fucking sappy thing. <laughs> uh, we're not dying, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but I tell you, I got to tell you, though, when Mount St. Helen erupted like that, that's... Yeah, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, best if he didn't. Inappropriate. All right, right, so we will be back next week. Who am I going to have? I don't know yet, but I am speaking with one of my publicists, and we are definitely working on that for sure. And, of course, uh, I'll be back with the uh, Indy Asylum next Saturday night or Saturday morning on uh, Asgard Radio, of course. Chris is going to replay that, so 
Both yep. Chris's are going to replay that. Of course, Chris from Heat FM as well. Can't forget yeah. him. Yeah, and uh, the NDS Asylum air will air next Sunday at 2 p.m. on Rockin' on the Rockin' Waves Radio Network. Yes, indeed. So, anyway, I think it's time to call it a night. Uh, By the way, Billy, did you mention that um, Outlaw Radio is now also heard on podcast.com? I have not yet. Yes, that's one of our there. There's a couple of things I I almost forgot about. Is yes, uh, podcast.com is another format, and yes, you can hear as of this one. I think this makes the uh, 129th episode of Outlaw Radio. So all of them, all of them, as well as Podbean. Podbean's like the main one now, but uh, yeah, podcast.com. And I've, um, as of last night, I just submitted uh, for iTunes. Yeah. Wait. So, anyway, we'll be back next week, of course. Uh, going to be, uh, who I'm going to have on the show, I don't know, just working uh, with one of the publicists uh, to get that going. But we'll have something for you because you, you know damn well I never fail that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we're going to end the night with uh, one of my favorite bands that we've ever had on this show, that being Boba Flex. By the way, two more, quick announcement, too. Uh, you got to go check out the Jay and Brody show this last episode. They actually had their turn to sit down with Marty McCoy. Actually, they sat down with him in person. And wow. Oh. On on their on their tour bus and conduct, conducted an interview, and uh, I will be featured on the Jay and Brody show this coming Monday. Uh, I'm go, I'm going to be a few minutes late. I'm going to pull a Chris on that one because I get off work right directly at that time. That's 8 p.m. Central. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be featured on the Jay and Brody show, which uh, you can hear on Asgard Radio Monday nights at uh, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Anyway, so we're going to end the show with Boba Flex and their latest hit, Lights Out. Good night, everybody. Later. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's where you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to go piss up a rope. We give our opinions, and if a pipe breaks out, so fucking what?
Hey everyone, Bad Billy here. If you want to get your hands on some awesome apparel, then look no further than Fresh Baked Tees. Fresh Baked Tees is the preferred custom apparel manufacturing company for Outlaw Radio, the Locked and Loaded Radio Show, Cranked Up Country, and many others. T-shirts, tank tops, and hoodies available in all sizes. Simply go to FreshBakedTees.com and place your order today. Screw this fucking shit. We're not posh and pompous. We're locked and loaded. The Locked and Loaded Radio Show with the Bulldog, Scott Rumsey. Enjoy the best in rock music, metal, and classic rock, along with interviews and sizzling hot talk. It's raw. It's unfiltered. It's certifiably shit fucking crazy. Like the Locked and Loaded Radio Show on Facebook at facebook.com slash locked and loaded radio show. And follow the show on Twitter. At L A L R S 007. The Locked and Loaded Radio Show. On internet radio devices every fucking where. I didn't truly understand the Second Amendment until I was stalked, threatened, and told to fear for my children's lives. I knew in that moment that my right to defend my life and my family is sacred, and so is yours. Never let them take it away from you. It is your choice and no one else's. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Hi, it's the big voice guy. The one who intros and promos the show you're listening to right now. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. Whether you want the delivery to be hard-hitting, voice of authority, or conversational, warm, and fuzzy. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts, voiceovers for computer games to narration for presentations, even post-production audio editing and audio cleanup services. Yeah, I do them too. I'm your guy. I do business as Jim Hunt voiceovers and audio services. My rates are reasonable and negotiable because I love internet radio too. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt at your service. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. Let's do this. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 773-572-7878. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioabs.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Here I am sitting on the porch. Writing another song About Waylon Willie, David Allen Cole You can't go wrong 
just like me Man, can't you see Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song The outlaw song And I was here with old George. We'd be strumming on the cold hard truth, and he stopped loving her today. And I love to play because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song. The outlaw song. About Waylon and Willie, David Allen Coe, Man in Black and the Possum, George Jones. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. One good outlaw song. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.